my friend, are listening to Come On Man, a 3% Man podcast. I'm your host, Paul Bauer, and I am on the road to being a 3% man, just like you. If you're new to the show, this is a podcast for fellow students of Cordy Wayne's book, How to Be a 3% Man, and for men who just want to be better in general. We talk about dating, gaining wealth, being happy, and using the law of attraction to get everything we want in life. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Come On Man. If you haven't done so already, please like, fave, subscribe, hit those notifications. If you're listening on an audio platform like, I don't know, Audible or Amazon Music or wherever you're listening to your podcasts, if they have a rating system, please give us a five-star rating and leave an actual like comment on why you like the show, or even if you don't like it, but uh, I'm pretty sure you would like it. <laughs> Paul, you arrogant son of a bitch. All right. This week I have Paul Newton. He's been a follower and friend of mine on TikTok pretty much since the beginning. And he wanted to share his story with everybody. And he has an interesting one. Has he read How to Be a 3% Man? Mm, Not really. He's sort of cherry-picked, as we like to say in the community. But he has learned quite a bit just in his own practice. And some of the principles he actually figured out on his own, like making his own list of wants and don't wants. He did that without reading a book, uh, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Right now, he's dating a really great girl. And he's pretty happy. And he found her after going on, I don't know, 50 or so plus first dates and just really working on himself. It's a pretty interesting story. I think some of you guys might like it. Some of you guys might not like it, Uh, especially you guys who have put in a shitload of work and have read the book multiple times. But hey, you know what? Sometimes people stumble upon success. Some people work hard at it and they find success through other avenues. Who are we to judge, right? All right. I'll bring you this conversation with Paul right after this. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm not sure what you're doing tonight, but what I'm doing involves a bottle of Carvassier and a lady. Well, maybe not the Carvassier, but definitely a lady. If you're like me, you're tired of expensive, girly-smelling colognes from expensive department stores. You don't want to smell like a little bitch. You want to smell like a friggin' man. That's why I've partnered with Duke Cannon. Duke Cannon has a wide range of men's grooming products that actually smell manly as hell. My personal favorites are their Naval Supremacy Bar Soap and all of their awesome smelling colognes that women love. I have several of their colognes for different days of the week, but my Saturday night cologne is Grant because it gets the job done, if you know what I mean. Right now, if you visit duke.comeonmanpod.com, you get free shipping on orders over $25. Using duke.comeonmanpod.com tells them I sent you and you get free shipping. Win-win. Again, that's duke.comeonmanpod.com. Don't smell like a little bitch. All right, this week, my guest is Paul G. Newton. We've been friends on TikTok for a few months now. When I first met Paul, he was was pretty frustrated on the dating circuit, but now he's met a woman that could quite possibly be the woman of his dreams. Uh, Leading up to that was an adventure, to say the least. What's, What's up, brother? How's it going? Oh, wow. I'm telling you, it was an adventure. I'm beyond an adventure. Um, I got divorced. I've been divorced a little bit over a year, Uh but I actually spent the last seven years of my marriage basically divorced, living with a roommate. Yes. So I had a little bit of I had a little bit of an edge on most guys that get a divorce because sometimes it comes out of the blue. You know, the guy's just working, he's doing his thing. He does, he's not really paying attention because he's life, whatever, yeah. you know. 
and uh, they all of a sudden, boom, divorce. Get out. Thank God I don't have any kids. Mm-hmm. That's one big thing about it. I don't have any children. Didn't have to worry about that. I rent because I move. I, I move around a lot for my job. I'm a filmmaker and I make commercials, things like that. So I, I no reason to buy something if I'm just gonna have to move in a year. Sure. Um, but boy, I got lucky by getting the seven years of monogamy by myself. Me and me and just get just me and Pornhub, I guess. Well, no, that's not true. <laughs> maybe maybe a little bit true. Maybe a little bit true. <laughs> yeah, no judgment though. You know, it's funny. I, it's it's funny that you mentioned that though, because I was married for. Uh, 14 years. And I would say like the last seven of those years was just miserable. Like I'd much rather go sleep on the couch than sleep in bed with my wife at the time. Uh, There was times where I would actually set up a cot in my office, not in this place. This is my, my place, but at our old house, I would set up a cot in the office because I was like, I'm just going to sleep in there, you know? Well, I didn't take it that far. I tried to do, but but I tried to do what was right. I tried to solve the relationship as much as I could. Yeah. Unfortunately, my ex-wife is not the most brilliant tool in the shed. And uh, I mean, this this is the kind of woman she was. I mean, I had to teach her how to use her feminine products for that time of the month. Wow. Yeah. I was married 20 years. Okay. So, yeah, she wasn't the brightest tool in the shed, which means I wasn't the brightest tool in the shed when I married her. (laughs) <laughs> my uh so my ex i wouldn't say uh she's not she's definitely not stupid she's uh smart she's a tactician you know she had i wish the, to god i could say that about mine i would have felt so much better about it she uh she had the divorce like planned out months ahead of time um you know she knew what she was doing she waited until january of 2014 to file because there was going to be a new alimony law put in place that was going to benefit her pretty. Yeah. So she, I I can't say anything bad as far as like, Oh, well she was dumb because she wasn't, she was actually really smart, really smart. Mine. It was, it was an idiot and um, decided to sleep with one of her coworkers without being sneaky about it. And I'm like, one day she handed me her phone because she's having a problem. Uh Uh-huh. Right. Uh, talking to a customer service rep, and I noticed that one of the emojis that came up in the favorites was an eggplant. Oh, an old eggplant. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I went into the, she's already given me her phone. So whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I just barreled through her text messages and figured out that she had one time and the guy ghosted her. So I was like, yes, she gets <laughs> to learn the hard way. Oh, and by the way, I immediately went inside and says, you're going to have to leave. Mm. And gone. Three days gotcha. out. Wow. And I didn't care. And God, it was so great. I swiped a credit card yeah. when I got divorced. And I'm like, party. <laughs> That's harsh, man. Yeah. Seven years for this day. Thank God. <laughs> so you were just look, you were looking for a reason to get out. I so I, I wanted out. See, I was I was a little bit opposite. I was one of those guys that, you know, like well, my, no kids. So I mean my dynamic was just boyfriend, girlfriend at that point, really. Sure. Yeah. So my, I mean, my parents are still together. My, both my sets of grandparents are still together. So the way I always looked at marriage is, you know, till death do us part, unless someone cheats. So unless someone yeah. cheats. So I was same, like, same. that's what I was doing. Yeah. So I was just, I was like, okay, well, I mean, this is my life and uh, I made a commitment and this is how it is. Uh-huh. So when, when she filed, it was like just a massive relief. Uh, you know, that part was the, the, the part that her the rest of it wasn't, but yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. The, the fact that she ran to Denver with the kids and was like, Oh, uh-huh. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm five hours away. I'm not bringing the kids back. That, that was a stressful moment. But the fact that she was gone, I was like, thank God. So then uh, it's on to the whole phase as we call it. <laughs> I wish, I wish it was that easy at that point. It, 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 it was not. Um, easy for women to go to the hoe phase though and that's what really sucks because guys we look at it differently we don't just run into a hoe phase no no but we we so can (laughs) oh we want to we We so can so uh so take a step back here though you mentioned that you have the setup you make you know videos and commercials for a living and i i wanted to ask you about that on the podcast so sure so I've always dabbled in like making videos and video editing and stuff, but how did you get into that? 
Um, I was working for a tech company out of uh, Denver, Colorado. Um, oh. The company was owned out of California, kind of like your situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they were in Irvine, California, and they we taught people how to use MTS servers, Cisco, Cisco phone systems, things like that. Uh, SIPT, blah, 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 blah. Um, talking the foreign language now. But um, 2008, the tech bubble came along and burst, and it was over. I went from making 300,000 a year to zero. Wow. But the good news was I had about 80 grand saved up. I had um, uh, my unemployment was 1600 a month. My rent was 1695 a month. So I was able to leave, live out that rent and then move back to Arkansas. When that happened, I had enough money to where an unemployment at that time, Obama, he extended the unemployment for ever. So I was on unemployment from 2008 to 2011, 1695 a month. How? Hell yeah. So I learned a new career and that's doing this, which is what I did in high school. I was a photographer's assistant in high school for the local paid photographer guy. I did all the photos for the school and stuff like that. Um, but I sold insurance for 20 years, then sold high end technical training. And I got into this because this is what I do. This yeah. is what I always did. And no one in my life ever died. I was surrounded by people who told me that I was no good and I was stupid. Mm. Um, you're too fat. You're too ugly. You're too weird. You're crazy. Now, that was what I always heard. And, you know, that sucks. So for a long time, I was that guy with the ego that about this big that if you looked at me wrong, I just went in the corner and cried. Um, but one day in my 20s, I said, you know what? I guess we can cuss on this podcast, right? Yeah. Yeah, you can. Okay. So <laughs> one day I woke up and said, you know what? Fuck this. I am tired of being everybody's fucking punching bag. I'm tired of being kicked in the nuts every time I turned around. Mm-hmm. And I decided to become a man. I decided to do what I want when I want. And if anybody doesn't like it, they can fuck off. And mm-hmm. it's been uphill since. Great. Yeah, that's a good place to be. Um. So you you mentioned that you do commercials. Are there any f- famous commercials that we've seen? Nothing famous. It's mostly regional things. I've got one feature film I'm in, but uh, it's got pulled from circulation, so you can't even see it at this point. That was the lead actor. Oh, Amy. <laughs> was that right? was that on was that on Pornhub or no? I'm just kidding. No, no, no. They they restricted those. They said no, we're not showing that that guy. <laughs> no it was on amazon prime for a long time and then it got pulled because the distributor went bankrupt and oh wow it just disappeared and that's fine i was the actor and it was terrible movie called neapolitan okay Um, i didn't like it i'm gonna google it after this i'm sure i could find it on uh the pirate sites (laughs) i don't know man it's not worth pirating it's uh, well, I mean, pirating's free. I mean, it doesn't cost me anything. So, it's true, uh, it's <laughs> so you know, you know, it's funny. Uh, when we first started talking, and I, you know, used to watch your videos and stuff like that. One of the things that I, always comes to my mind is um, you remind me so much of the comedian Lewis Black. Yeah, ha- I get ha- that. Do you get that a lot? I get that a little bit. Yeah, okay. little Lewis Black or Ron White or, and then of course. The, the people who are, you know, not really paying attention. And I get Chris Farley constantly. Okay. I, I don't see, I don't see uh, those guys, but definitely like Lewis black. Cause I kind of feel like, like see, your humor is comes out, comes across like a little like cynical and stuff like his, you know, <laughs> I'm going to ask, see, I always tell the girls when I, when I went out with the girls, I, I went on 50 first dates, mm-hmm. 51 first dates, technically. Right. I went on 50 first dates in less than nine months. And had seven or eight mini relationships. Yeah, uh, it lasted two to four, two to two weeks to three months. Uh, I mean, I was packing them in. I I just keep trucking, man. You don't yeah. just keep going. Don't stop, right? Um, but man, I'm telling you. Ah, oh, sorry, I got a flashback just now, and I can't remember what I was saying. <laughs> you're you're talking about your uh, your fifty plus first day 50 plus plus first day so everybody told you know everybody told me to quit doing that they told me to stop doing that don't do that you need to take a break and just be yourself and and learn to be alone they told me Uh and i'm like fuck that i mean i'm not interested in that i do recommend that 
that guys uh, learn to be alone, but I feel like there's no reason why they can't practice while they're learning to be alone. You know? <laughs> right. Well, well, you know, the first thing I did was write down. I, I literally did. I didn't Now, one thing. I'm not a red pill guy. Yeah. I'm not a blue pill guy. I'm, I, you know, I'll take some pills, but they're from my doctor. So that's all I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I, I'm, I've kind of glanced at the books that you, that I bought the book. Um, Mm. no more no more mr nice guy yes mm -hmm. and when i was reading through it i'm like duh duh mm -hmm. yeah why wouldn't you do this sure. so it is for for me it's just kind of i don't know i never felt that i was special because i was told growing up that i wasn't mm -hmm. um but you know i've also learned to brag about myself a little bit i used to be super damn humble and you know what that gets you when you're dealing in sales or if you're dealing with women dating mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter if you're dealing in those situations and you're humble and oh yes well we'll make it work best for you we're going to look out for you you never get what you want it's a human thing it's a guy thing and it's a female thing it works it works out to be the same exact thing for both that's why they put i can see why those guys would put in their life love and career because once you start doing once you start being a man and having some balls right mm -hmm. life just turns out to be great it really does it, it and it's, it's funny that you bring up sales because uh i one of the things that i've learned from you know like corey wayne's book how to be a three percent man. So you said you glanced at some of the books I talked about. Glanced at the books, yeah. Have you have you glanced at that one? I I went and read some uh, some stuff on the internet about it and some different pages here and there. Mm -hmm. I didn't actually go out and get the entire book okay. because I was doing I once I figured out that it was me that was the problem, right? And I fixed that. Then I was able to. Then all of a sudden, I'm getting two, three dates a week. I was dating five women at the same time. Mm -hmm. I'm three hundred pound man. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not ugly, but I'm not the greatest looking guy on the planet, right? I'm not rich by any means. I have a cool ass job, but when I, once I fixed myself, once I started saying, you know what, let's go back and be the man that I am. Mm -hmm. Bam, the yeah, women yeah. showed up on the door. Got it. Okay. But uh, yeah, so what I was saying about 3% man though, is uh, he talks about how basically the dating process is very similar to sales. It is. And, and then, and also like when you're dating multiple women at once or spinning plates, as you know, we like to say, <laughs> it's almost like creating a sales funnel at that point. You know, it's, <laughs> it, it really, I never thought of it as a sales funnel. It really, is. It, it really it's a sales is. sales funnel. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it really is. It's, uh, it's whoever gets to the deposit down first wins. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> pretty much the highest bidder. So I, it's, I don't know. It, it, it really is. And it's funny because I've done videos on that and how, you know, how you can equate some of the stuff to the sales process. And I've had women get offended by that. They're like, you know, you can't, you know, you, you please don't associate dating with sales process. I'm like, but it is like life is a negotiation. Everything you do is the sales process. Right. Every interaction you have with every person is a sales process. It really is. It really is. And and people shouldn't take offense to that because it's not yeah. an offensive situation. It's like, you know, women that uh, like a guy, I mean, they really are trying to sell themselves to that guy, right? Like they're dolling themselves up. They're putting their best foot forward. Yeah. And like it's the same thing. It's same. And if they're not, I agree with you 100%. If they're not putting out the work, if they're not trying to impress you, if they're not doing what they want to do mm -hmm. uh, to, to make, you know, to make you want to, to be with them, then by God, drop them. Yeah. It ain't worth it, man. It's it, not it, worth it. Not one minute of your life should be spent on someone who isn't going to put in the effort. Got it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, 100%. It's, uh, it's so funny too, cause at, you know, before I got into this stuff, I was that guy that was like, I hope, I hope she likes yeah. me. Yeah. What can I do? Oh, you know, I don't want to yeah. mess this up with her. Uh, yeah. but that's a really terrible mentality to have. You, you already know? lost. Yeah. You've already lost. I hope they buy my stuff. 
I hope I can sell this to them. No, that's you've already lost. It's over before it began. And it maybe you find someone you can click with and they can accept you for being that way. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee in the long run, there's going to be fights. There's going to be resentment. The whole nine yards is going to come and creep into your relationship. And it's going to it's going to kill it in the long run. It really will. Yeah. Um. So, OK, so you've glanced at some of the books I talked about. You you mentioned offline that someone that's really influenced you, though, is uh, Jordan Peterson. Yeah. How's, how's Jordan Peterson's work influenced you? Well, I'm a kind of a student of, of psychology. I, I, when I went, I didn't finish college. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was going to be a journalist or a psychologist. And I figured out that those guys are going to make $30,000 a year mm-hmm. in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I'm like, I could sell insurance and make 80 and spend half of my time sitting on my ass. Hell yeah. I'm selling insurance. I'm going, I, I quit school yeah. and I made 80, you know, I made the money. Yeah, and, and I just want to point out, if you're only going to make $30,000 a year, you're going to have $40,000 a year in student or $40,000 in student loans that you're going to have to well, pay 100, off. 100000 now. Uh, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah. not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth $35,000. That's $15 an hour. Yeah. Forget it. I'm yeah. not interested. I go down to Arby's and work for that. Yes. And then, for- you know, I can go do something else. Um, But, uh, but yeah, so I've always been a student of psychology and, you know, he... He really has the biggest thing I think about Peterson is that he doesn't fall into line with the matriarchal narrative that our institutions and our people and our sub our main culture is trying to push out on us. And while there's nothing wrong with that as much, there is something to be said for accepting men for being who they are my dna is male which means i am different physiologically if only 20 to 30 percent but that's enough than a woman Mm -hmm. and the things that drive me as a person that i know drive me that make me want to be a better man to make me want to go out and find a a mate, a spouse, or whatever, um, are not going to be the same as anyone else, one, and very much less the same as any woman, because I'm different. I'm who I am. I am not you. You are not me. And it's individual responsibility. And that's what Peterson really gets down to. When he talks about stuff, it comes down to individual responsibility. And that's kind of a narrative that you don't hear very much anymore. Everyone wants to say, well, it's a community. It takes a community to raise a child. Yes and no. Um, by the age of two, most children are very aggressive. They they bite, they steal, and they hurt, and, and, and they're conniving. Mm-hmm. But by four, the parents have trained them to be sociable. Mm-hmm. And if by four they're not sociable, they never will be sociable. And these are things that you can go and find in the white paper for psychology. Um, it, it It's one of those things I'm interested in. It really helps me in my writing. Um, I've got uh, four award-winning screenplays. Um, I've won 17 different film vessels with my stuff. Uh, you can find me, paulgnewton.com. It's really easy. It's my name. Mm-hmm. And But that... Psychology is what has helped me to write. So I'm glad I took the class and I'm glad for Peterson to be in there because I was worried that a lot of this stuff, and the same with you, Paul, mm-hmm. um, I was worried about not being right about mm-hmm. this stuff. I was worried about getting out there and telling people the wrong thing, right? Yeah. I was worried about giving the wrong advice because I'm wrong. I don't want to be wrong, but as we all know we're humans and sometimes we're just fucking wrong. Right? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, he reaffirms the kind of the, the, the innate things that I know about myself and I know about people that I've learned uh, in insurance. I had to learn to sell people in 15 minutes. I, I did it at the workplace. I was one of those guys that came in and said, you have to talk to me. If you want your insurance benefits this year, if you don't talk to me, you don't get your insurance. Even if you don't buy anything, uh, for me, so you just want health insurance, nothing else. You still had to talk to me. So I had 15 minutes to talk to these people. So I was seeing uh, between six and eight people a day. 
and I worked on commission. So whatever I sold them was what I ate. Yeah. So I had to learn to read people, get to know what they were saying, get to know what they were doing in less than three minutes. So I knew the narrative to tell them you can't sell everybody the same way. Some people are financially driven. Some people are emotionally driven, blah, 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 blah. I do know that if I wanted to sell a lady, emotions had to come in, but you also had to be very financial and very frugal. If you wanted to sell a man, it's bravado and financial, and he's going to be the man when he dies. Right. Like leaving his money and the wife's got a new house and she can go get a new boyfriend and he's off in never, never land. Yeah. Right. And it, it, it's, it's particular tactics you have to use per gender per person. And there's a sub list of course, with the different personality types, but mm-hmm. whatever. Right. But it, it translates exactly to finding a, a mate. Mm-hmm. Um, and so first thing I did is I went and made a list. Yeah. This is what I want. Yeah. You know, and, and the first date, the coffee shop guy, he knows me. <laughs> yeah. I have this one coffee shop I go to because they serve alcohol. Um, okay. So we go down there, meet first date at the coffee shop. And if I like them, they get booze. If I don't like them, they get coffee. Okay. That's money, right? Sure. So the bartender's like, oh, this date didn't go too well, did it? And I was like, no, nah, no, nah, it didn't. Because he knew because I didn't buy her any booze. Got it. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Have you uh it's funny that you know the, the you know the uh the, the the coffee shop guy. Have you have you heard the episode I did with, with Chuck Kohout recently? He he basically like had a bartender on his payroll to help him <laughs> with his with his fucking dating sales funnel. It's it's uh it's insanity, <laughs> but um that's I never yeah, see, I, you know what's the really the weirdest thing about the whole dating process for me, though, mm. is that I would say 30 out of the 50 came to my house, my house, mm-hmm. for the first date. The first date? The first date. They didn't even care. My man. All right. I don't understand why. I thought it was a really dumb idea, but hell, if they're going to do it, fine on me. I'll be honest. Yeah. I, for women, that's uh, stupid. On your part. <laughs> it, it really, it really is. I mean, for guys, if you're, if you have good intentions, I think you're, you're a guy that probably has good intentions. Yeah. Women are probably safe with a guy like you, like doing that, uh, you know, and, and really like if they come to your house, like it's way easier to close the deal. But, you know, if, but from a safety standpoint, like women, really, women really should be like meeting guys out in town and getting a feel for these guys before yeah. checking out. Cause this was just text messages. I was actually worried about the, the females coming over and like stabbing me or taking yeah. my stuff, you know? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's a really good point. I mean, there's some crazy women out there. I, uh, I like, I think like one of my first episodes, I had one called like, uh, tale of two train wrecks like those chicks were insane <laughs> they were insane there's no way i would have them. well actually I, I had the i had the second one over at my house but that was after like you know being uh going on a, a date with her out in town first yeah. and then me thinking oh yeah maybe maybe this was a one-off her being crazy out in town no no she was batshit so uh, <laughs> i had one of those man i had like I, out of all of them though i didn't really have that many that were yeah. crazy yeah, I had. I mean, only about nine of them got second dates out of me. I was okay. being really selective. I wasn't yeah. interested. Yeah, they had any kind of emotional baggage or BS. You know, that, that's, that's smart, though. No, it, it, it's smart, though, because guys tend to overlook red flags, you know, and uh, yeah. and certainly early on in that that whole practice process. Uh, I was sort of like overlooking this chick's red flag. She was clearly like a. a you know, a drunk. I, I don't want to say alcoholic because alcoholics go to meetings. She <laughs> was a like a, a total drunk. You know? for quitters. So. Right. <laughs> she, <laughs> she she uh, out and out at the bar we were at got sloppy drunk, you know, yeah. and on a first date. And it was just oh. like that should have been a red flag right there. But I was like, eh, pound maybe this- town and go pound town and leave whatever. The, I, the, I, the nah, I don't I don't believe in sticking my I didn't sleep with her, but she came over to my house and 
Uh, well, that's one I, thing I would never do yeah, is yeah. if the girl got too drunk, I no matter what she wanted me, I would not. Yeah. If they're too drunk and I'm even slightly sober, no, yeah. I'm not going to touch you with the 10 foot. Right. Pole. It's, it's that's that's bad juju. I, I, I did yeah. a, a, a video uh, yesterday uh, at Call the time that. of this recording about consent, about consent. And some guy in the comments is like, well, that's, you know, you know, this is how women cry rape or whatever. I'm like, mm, not if you do it right, you know, and, but if you, if you get a chick like totally trashed and yeah. then you put the moves on her, she absolutely can cry rape. So the mitigating just, factor is if yeah. you're trashed. Okay. Yeah. If you're trashed and she's trashed, eh, it's, it's, so, it's a tough one. So you're saying get, I'm going to write this down. Get so trashed. Get <laughs> trashed. Just yeah. Well, I mean, I mean legally, so if like, you're trashed too, it's really, you can say the same thing about her. Sure. You yeah. know, I mean, it, it, the, the, they, do cons- they, they do consider that. But, um, man. It's not it, smart. It's like, let's just, what, I, what I always <laughs> yeah. did, though, is whenever we were, I mean, basically this, the deal was sealed uh-huh. for the ladies that I was with physically. And... But before, I mean, we're right there at the moment, and I would always stop, look them straight in the eye. Mm-hmm. Are you sure that you're okay with this? I just, I just need you to tell me it's okay. Mm-hmm. So not, you're right. in a, not in a, oh, I want you to tell me it's okay, but I need you to tell me it's okay. So you're a, you're a consent guy. Well, because I don't know these women that well. Uh-huh. And it's not like I spent six months courting them or something. I don't know yeah. these women that well. So I'm like, hell no. I live in a college town. There's a lot of liberal ladies here, which mm-hmm. is fine. I don't have a problem with that. But at the same time, yeah, I've got, I, I want a yes out of them. Okay. If I don't get a yes, I'll cut it. I'll, I'll cut it off back. I'll put my clothes on. I'm gone. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, the, the Me Too movement really pushes for that. So it's well, like yeah. what I do for a living too, you know, I could pop at any moment and start making real, you know, higher end films. I don't need that following me around. Yeah. I mean, look at, uh, oh man, what's the guy, the guy from that 70s show, he was on, uh, the, the ranch on Netflix and got fired yeah, yeah. from it because he got me too 20 years ago, you know, like yeah. s- something he did 20 years ago came when up. it was acceptable. Right. And That's- everybody was like, oh, no, we'll worry about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's not yeah, fair. It's, at all it's a it's an unfortunate yeah world that we live in now i do i want to go back real quick to what you were saying though you said that uh you sat down and wrote a li- you wrote a list out yes i did in uh in cory wayne's book uh, how to be a three percent man and in uh dating essentials for men which i talk about a lot they they both talk about doing that setting like writing out a list of qualities you want in a woman and qualities you don't want and really focusing on the qualities that you do want and yeah. then uh, if if anything shows up in the qualities that you don't want, you immediately cut them loose because those are your red flags, you know? Yeah. Um, so that worked out well for you. Well, if I, if I can elaborate, it's yeah. kind of an interesting story. Um, <clears throat> so I got divorced and the first couple of months, it takes, it takes 30 days, a 30 day waiting period in Arkansas before you could guess where I'm at is Arkansas before you can get a, granted a divorce so at the end of 30 days that's when the judge will sign the paper you're done right until then you're legally married um i don't know if there's any extras to that where you can expedite it so don't ask i don't know mm-hmm. so um i've met this chick at the smoke shop because i like to have my cigars and i go down to the smoke shop and pick up stuff and she's like hey how's it going i'm like cool all right i was actually hitting on the other girl at the smoke shop <laughs> and I gave the other girl my number, not knowing she was married and had like 60,000 kids mm. and he passed my card. I, I literally, this is how I did it. And I, and I did it, did this many times. I used to walk up and say, Hey, how are you doing? Here's my card. It's got my phone number on it. I would like to go out with you. Please give me a call. That's <laughs> the kind of shit that I pulled and that shit works. It's weird. But so I gave her the card and she passed it to her friend her friend called me Mm. and so I got hooked up with this chick. Now she's completely tattooed. She's only 29. She's completely tattooed. I'm 47 at the time. And uh, I thought it was okay. I didn't care. I really don't care. 
she had you know these rings and things in her nose and stuff like that and i told her i said i don't really care for them it's not kind of weird looking to me so she took them out so she started trying Mm, okay the day i got the day my divorce was final that chick showed up when no one else did i was gonna have a divorce party yeah none of my friends showed up which shows you what kind of friends i really have right you know so none of my friends showed up but she did Okay. And she showed up and had a drink with me, went on. The next day she came back and it was on for three months. Okay. And, but from her, I decided to, to I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't making the same mistake I just made because I just got out of a 20 year marriage. Right. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm not going to do it. Period. Yeah. 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 So I wrote down the things that, about her that I liked, the things about her I didn't like. And that morphed into a list of things I wanted in a relationship. Okay. And what I can say is that all the ladies that I dated, except for this last one that I'm still dating, mm-hmm. were they were heavy pot smokers. Yeah. Which is really weird. It's like the thing to do to these days. All the women. Yeah, no matter the age range, are huge pot smokers, and it, I don't I, smoke weed. So, I, yeah, me neither. And my uh, my running partner, who appears in my TikToks a lot, uh, Tyreen, total fucking pothead, and it drives me fucking nuts because she'll yeah. she'll like she'll smoke a bowl, and then want to go run fifteen miles. I'm like, how the fuck are you doing that? You do Your that? lungs are like <laughs> trash right now. Anyway, yeah, I, I digress. Go yeah, go, go so ahead. but it, it turned into that list, and and. So she asked me, she said, Paul, you want to start a family, blah, 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 blah. I said, I don't know. I just got out of a marriage. I don't know. But I, I let's like date for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. I told her, let's go every six months. We reevaluate the, 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 the relationship. Well, six months is about to roll, get, roll around and she just goes to me. Oh, okay. But what I didn't, what I had done is I had overlooked all the little places that she violated my rules. The things that I wanted. Uh-huh. And I realized right then and there, this is how it works. This is my list. They have to hit every one of them. So you or, came up, you came up the list concept on your own. Well, it was the only way I could figure out how to deal with it. How am I going to decide if this person's going to be good or not? Because I'm not going to yeah. be I was already burned for 20 years, and now I got burned out of a four months. I'm not gonna be burned again. Got it. You know? Yeah. I get tired of being burned. I'm going to find somebody who's going to stick around. Or I'm not interested. Yeah. Which is smart, which is exactly <laughs> what you should do. So that's awesome that you, uh, you came up with that on your own. So that, yeah. Uh, that's where that came from. And it came out, it came up out of self-defense is what it did. Okay. Um, so now you're, you're dating, uh, you're possibly your dream girl. How, how, how did, uh, how did you meet her? Well, Andrea and I met on Hinge. Okay. Of all things. Um, I was getting most of my dates off Facebook dating. Okay. I got zero responses from anything else. I did get one of my many relationships off of Tinder, but that woman also had her side dick, right? (laughs) Uh But that was okay with me because I had my side chicks. Sure. I was still, I, I was... I was dating five women at one time. One of them was her. Got um, it, got it. So it, it, I tell you, I can't date more than three women at one time. I did five. That's just too many plates for me, man. I think like I four is my gonna, limit. Yeah. I did five. I was going to die. I was like, I was going, I was getting drunk and going, yeah, did I tell you about this? And they're like, no, you didn't. I was like, oh shit, I got the wrong one again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I've, uh, I've uh, gotten to like, I've texted the wrong one. Something. Yeah, <laughs> I've done I've done that. And I'm like, oh, I oh, have. Oh, shit. Wrong conversation. I yeah. got one up on you. I was dating a Shanda, a Shannon and a Shoshana oh. at the same time. That would have fucked me over, dude. I would have <laughs> I I blown that. <laughs> I, blown that I, so I, I quit trying to say their names. I just started I, going, hey, you. <laughs> I did get to the point. Uh, I did get to the point where I stopped saying names. Just because I was like, I don't want to say the wrong name. I don't want to call the wrong name I, out. Same. I don't. <laughs> so it's just well, like. Well, I have nicknames. I have nicknames for all of the chicks. Okay. Isn't that weird? That no, And I figured I that if smart. I gave them a nickname, it must mean that I don't really like them, though, too. 
You know what, though? I, I, I disagree with that. There, I don't know. I'm figuring that out. So I, I refer to all the women I've dated on this podcast by nicknames, but mostly because I'm trying to, you know, keep them anonymous. Because uh, yeah, I'm well, sure my they, stuff is public. So, yeah, I, well, I, I, I don't want them to, uh, you know, ever think that I'm talking about them specifically or be able to, you know, say, yeah. oh, in this episode, you're talking about me or whatever or them getting mad at me. So they all they all have nicknames. And uh, I yeah. just and until I've like dated a chick considerably for a long time, too, when I'm talking to people in, you know, in my like local friends group. I refer to them as nicknames. So I was at, I was at Tyreen's house uh, for like 4th of July and she had a bunch of her friends over and she was telling them about my girlfriend, nurse chick. And <laughs> they're like, well, what's her name? I'm like, it's nurse chick. And they're like, you, you don't even have the, you know, the dignity to give her a name. <laughs> they probably pissed them all off. They, oh, they were so mad. And I, was just, <laughs> I was just, I was at the party just laughing. I was like, look, you know, yeah. I I have a, a decent following on TikTok. I, I have yeah. uh, an international podcast. I don't want their names getting out to people. I like to keep them anonymous. And they're like, oh, sure. That's what it's about. You're just a pig or whatever. And I was just like, well, <laughs> Well, I, you know, I make, I I make sure I tell all of them exactly what's going on. When I was dating the five women at once, um, I was like, I'm dating four other women. Mm -hmm. Would you like to go out though? Yeah. And they still went out. That's the thing. It, it It never backfired on me once just to tell them the truth. Yeah, women, and it's funny too. Like in in three percent man, love competition, don't they? They do love competition. In three percent man, he talks about being vague about it, you know, and letting them sort of like run the hamster wheel, because yeah, well, a lot of people do that, and it works for them. But he <laughs> he he talks about it because it, you know, you're not like it lets them, you know, the hamster wheel wheel run, and they like they actually like a guy with options. So that makes yeah. you more attractive. And so, I mean, either it, it way, makes it's you just, more valuable. Yeah. It's the, it's the same deal. It's the same. Well, deal. it's peer pressure kind of thing. Back in high school, they all wanted to date the guy with the, with whatever. Right. Yeah. And, and it's the same thing. And it, it, it's the reason they do that in high school is because it's built into, it's built into who we are. Mm-hmm. Guys want the hot car. They want the hottest tech, right? Yeah. Because it's the hottest thing and the perception of having everything. And it's kind of the same way in relationships too. And, and it makes sense because do you want the guy that can barely put food on the table or do you want the guy that can go out and kill a bear? Right. You know, well, of course you want the guy who can go out and kill a bear and live through it because he's Mm going to continually kill bears and you're going to, your babies are going to be fed, Mm -hmm. you know? And and yeah, well, you're being an asshole. Well, not all the time. The men have to go out and find the food. Well, historically, before we get into modern civilization, if uh, you're want to go technical about it, yeah, they did want the big guy who was going to be able to take down a bear and defend from other big guys. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, that two-year-old's running away. What are you going to do? You got somebody else is going to have to keep the horde of assholes out of your freaking food bin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's, it's actually funny. Uh, you know Morgan May? Do you follow Morgan May at all? I may. Um, sounds familiar, though. She's, uh, she's been on the podcast a couple of times. She does a lot of, yeah, she's, she does a lot of video, videos about, you know, how women need to find higher value men and shit, right? Mm. Like, she's basically teaches women how to be gold diggers. I love you, Morgan. You know, you know, you know you're right. You're all right, though. So anyway, so. One, one video she did recently where she, she was trying to talk about the benefits of like what, why marriage benefits men. And she was saying how, you know, basically before marriage was invented, you know, women would flock around the high value man and he would basically have a harem of women. So they, I, the concept of marriage benefited men because it gave them a little more equal access to procreation rights, you know? Because before then, it was like all the women would go with one guy. And then a lot of guys just wouldn't be able to procreate because. Right. They, so. Well, so chimpanzees yeah. do the kind of the same thing. 
yeah. The, the, the chimpanzee female is not selective in her mate. She'll she doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Um, it's our closest relative, and the chimpanzee um, male, he has to go, you know, knock out the other guys. But he can't be a tyrannical bastard because if he is, it only takes two males that are half as strong to him as him to gang up on him and remove him. Yeah, right. So there has to be some give and take. There has to be some hierarchy. And it's a, it's a say it kind of translates, but they in in humans, the females is the selector is a sexual selector. Mm-hmm. I it's you know completely opposite from from our nearest ancestor. And all I all I know is is that if you're a nice guy, you're not usually a nice guy. Yeah, you're usually there's something wrong with you in your head. There's something wrong with your personality. Like I was I was overly abused mentally uh as a kid growing up i grew up with the narcissist with what i would call them they're not really narcissists but they're close to it narcissistic type father and brother my brother's nine years older than me and i was always told he, he would look at me and say how do you expect to get a girlfriend looking like that i'm like looking like what it's just me mm-hmm. right so i went through that i understand what it's like to feel that way but you know they're just trying to make you like them to make up for their inadequacies. Mm-hmm. That's all that really matters. So they're not taking care of their house. They're trying to get you to fix your house to what they think it should be like. So they can feel better about themselves. And that is absolutely not the way to do it. Um, yeah. I, that's why I like Jordan Peterson because he, and that's what I always strive to say. I fix my house first. I put myself in order mm-hmm. and I'm going to be able to get whatever I want out of life. Yeah. And, and, but I don't have to be an asshole about it. Cause I tell the girls, I, they say, what kind of man are you, Paul? So, well, I'm an ass, not an asshole. There's a, distinct, <laughs> there's a distinction between the two. I'm an ass, uh-huh. but I'm not an asshole. I'm not going to leave him on the side of the fucking road just because they yelled at me, you know? It's- it's kind of like the, the how I always say uh, you could be you could be a good guy, but you can never be a nice guy. Same, yeah, same don't difference. be a nice guy. Yeah. Nice guys don't finish last because the women don't like nice guys. Nice guys finish last because they're broken. Mm, okay. Nobody wants a broken person. A, a, a funny like a thing about uh, a thing about nice guys that self self proclaimed nice guys don't realize is that they're only being nice because they. You know, oftentimes because they are trying to get something out of somebody, mm-hmm. not because they're genuinely a good person, you right. know. So there's like these unwritten contracts in their mind, like, well, if I do this, you owe me this. Yeah. And uh, and then they play victim a lot. And, and women like do it, too, but they don't do it in a nice, nice guy fashion like we do as men. Mm-hmm. They do it in in a completely different way. And they say that you owe me. They're mm-hmm. compensating for things that they feel they're short on. And that's when you get the women that really, you know, they're gold diggers. They yeah. owe me. Why do they, why does anyone owe you? If you, if she felt that's why a lot of beautiful women get away with being jerks mm-hmm. and the men owe me. Right. Yeah. Well, the only thing we owe you is respect. And if you can't respect yourself, why in the hell would we give it to yours? Why would we give you ours? Mm-hmm. You know, I actually don't think people are just owed respect either. You like respect is something that you earn. Yeah, I I feel a little bit different about that. I did a uh, TikTok on it, and I had a few TikToks out there that I made for promotional purposes, but I figured, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, and just to show that I could do it, the uh, because filmmaking thing. Right. Um, but I, I, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you've heard of him. Oh, sure. Yeah, Gary Vaynerchuk's like, no, I trust you love you explicitly from the bat right mm-hmm. off the bat i don't even know you and I, I don't wait for you to break that trust but if you do break that trust we've got a problem mm. and uh, steve jobs was kind of that way uh, a lot of other high power people are that way if you go and find some of the talks on on these kind of things i think it is a it, it is a good thing to trust people it's but not and you know not to the point that you're letting them drive your car and you know have sex with your wife or something like that but you know <laughs> you know trust them as a give them the give them not the golden 
uh, hammer, but at least a screwdriver to where they can come in and, and tinker a little bit. So, that, so, you know, you trust them. Right? Yeah. And, and I think that's a better place to be because when you do that, you allow people to be themselves <laughs> and they don't have to, they don't feel like they have to prove to you who they are. And then you're going to find the real person faster. I also kind of feel like you're going to get taken advantage of a lot though. People consider it sometimes me being taken advantage of. Uh-huh. Um, I, I consider it karma. I know that this is going to happen and I've got a bucket that I can use with my emotions that allows me to do it without getting butt hurt because mm-hmm. I've already, I, I, I've set myself up to know that one out of every four is going to abuse the privilege as long as I let them, which mm-hmm. I don't let them very long. If you're abusing me, you get two chances. You're out. I'm not, I'm not going to put up with that. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, my, uh, the, People don't understand. People just don't understand that about me. They say you're a COVID asshole, Paul. No, I'm not an asshole. You're the asshole. I'm just protecting myself at this point. Got it. Okay. That's fair. Uh, shifting gears a little bit. Um, I talk a lot about, or at least I mention it quite a bit about men focusing on their purpose or mission in life. What, what would you say is your, your purpose or your mission right now? My purpose singular, singularly and, and and is always to make myself a better person and to make sure that I'm doing what's making me happy. Mm-hmm. Not in a selfish way, right? I'm not taking from others to make myself happy. What I mean is internally, is this relationship correct? Is this working out for me? Do I feel like I'm being treaded on? If that's the case, then I have to quit. Um, past that, as far as, I mean, that's the number one thing that I do. I, I make sure that's done first because that affects my career, my love life, my, my, my life with my parents and my friends. If that's not straight, then it, everything else goes to shit. Right. Mm-hmm. And, but past that, I'm, you know, I'm hoping to be in California this summer, this next summer in 2022. Um, on a, on a, on a film set. That's what, that's my goal is I'm trying to make films. Um, COVID fucked all that up Mm because if it wasn't for COVID, I would have been out in California as soon as I got divorced. Mm, I would not be here or Atlanta. One of the two, I wouldn't have been able to go to out of the country because at the time I still had an IRS problem because the company I worked for didn't pay my income taxes that they collected from me. That was nice of them, but that went away. Thank God. Um, but I would have been in California um, and uh, I would have been on my career path. But now COVID, you forget, everybody's out of work in California doing what I do. So it'd be kind of dumb for me to go out there with no connections. Sure. To just blow and go. And I'm not 20. You know? Right. <laughs> right. Like you, you got to eat somehow. <laughs> exactly. I can't uh, check up with, you know, the 20 year old and her and her mom and dad. So, hmm. Oh, I mean, you could. I probably could. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the things that like, I, I like to talk about on, uh, on TikToks is sort of, or at least I try to do is to encourage guys, uh, you know, not just to be better with women, but to be better in general, mentally, physically, sometimes spiritually, uh, what are some things that you're doing in, in those three areas to be a better man in general? Well, always look at yourself. Mm-hmm. Always look at yourself. If you're screwing up something, it's general. And, and it's not just because you're dumb. You know, I mean, there's if you have an 80 IQ, forget what I'm about to say. But if you're a normal person and kind of and halfway smart and you're screwing up stuff because your life is in turmoil, then that is a symptom of it's a symptom of a problem that you have mentally. Um, not everybody handles it the same. Not everybody can. I mean, I got balls that clank. I'm not afraid of nothing. So for me, it's not a big deal, but not everybody's that way. Um, and reiterate the rest of the question to me. Oh, so basically I feel like 
men need to work on themselves, you know, mentally, physically, and spiritually. So well, men and, and those, women. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, this podcast is geared towards men. So yeah. Well, there's some uh, women that listen. So sure. But uh but ah, so yeah. Sure, so, you don't sound so confident in that. Well, I know that I know the <laughs> analytics and 95% of men listen I'd to tease him. So That's there's fine. a there's a there's like a, a three percent women and then like you know two percent non-binary, whatever that fucking means these days. <laughs> that listen. <laughs> so all it takes is a quick check and you'll know. So anyway, yeah. Sorry. Just look, just look down. Um <laughs> I'm gonna get I'm gonna get fucking hate mail for this. Um, and it, Just and cut it, it out. Fuck you it. can't you can't cancel my podcast, fuckers. Anyway, <laughs> you might be able to get me banned from TikTok, but you ain't canceling my podcast. So, it, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, and those those three areas, mentally, physically, spiritually, just how how do you try to de, you know develop yourself? Well, you know, spiritually, I do have a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. Um it's it's real that's up to this when it comes to spiritually that's that's up to the individual i mean i i'm not i'm a conservative lutheran so we're not i'm not an evangelical or anything like that so as, as that's up this between you and god man and um and if you don't believe in god then i guess you need to find something to be spiritual about mm-hmm. you know do yoga i don't know whatever um that's as far as the spiritual, spiritual is concerned, but you know, like healthy, I'm, I'm kind of an outlier. I go as far as physical health goes. I mean, I get, I go in and get my, uh, my annual checkup every year and my cholesterol is fine. My blood pressure is fine. Everything's fine. But yet I weigh 300 pounds. The doctors always say you need to lose weight. You're going to die young. I'm like, okay, what other symptoms do I have? They did nuclear medicine on my heart. I fine. Mm-hmm. I'll die of a heart attack tomorrow because I said this, but who knows? <laughs> Not how well. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, you know, if you're not feeling well, then you should definitely take care of your health. But don't feel like uh, a minor, especially the older you get. Started dating older women. You know, we're talking thirty-five plus. They start to not care. Mm-hmm. In general, I mean, you're going to get the ass bitches, but whatever, you know, don't listen to them. They ain't worth your time mm-hmm. just because they're good looking and beautiful. They're not worth your time. Take a take a, a woman that get a get a woman that's going to pr- support you mentally. And if she's not going to put that effort in because you need to support her mentally, too, it's mm-hmm. not just a one way street. You know, I mean, you're, it's the same as just hanging out with your best friend. Do you tell your best friend he sucks and mean it? No, probably not. If you do, then your best friend's got a problem if he's hanging around. You know, it's you got to look on positive. You got to be positive. It's when I was dating the the women, I would get, I mean, I, I would get just some of the nastiest comments sometimes. And all I thought was I, I, I just channeled your thoughts, Paul. Mm-hmm. He weeded herself out. Mm-hmm. She's a bitch, and I don't want anything to do with her. And probably everyone around her hates her. And last thing I want to do is live in that world. So I never took it personally. It's not my fault. That's what I do for my own sanity. Mm-hmm. This ties into your question. When I was turned down, it's not my fault I'm turned down. That's their fault. Because if they were open-minded and, and, and nice and liked to have a good time, you know, I never went after a church goer because that's not going to work for me, but I knew that. So I didn't, you know, I was like, Oh, you go to church, you know, depends on the church and how much, but whatever. Mm-hmm. But you know, the, the women that I was compatible with, we had the same ideals. If they t- turned me down and told me, no, that's her problem. Mm-hmm. It's it's not my problem. And it never is. If anybody's listening who gets upset about that, it's not it's not anything you did. Because if she liked you, it wouldn't matter what you did as long as you were trying to, you know, trying to be with her. And she would reciprocate. If she's not interested, she's not interested, and you're not gonna change it. And it's her problem, not yours. 
I agree with all that. Um, all right, I got one more question for you, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up. I hope I gave you some good stuff to use. I hope it oh. wasn't too damn boring. No, we're uh, we're at an hour now, so yeah, lots of good stuff. So I can't shut up. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, one thing I like to ask most most guests that come on, uh, the only time I don't really ask this stuff is or for people like uh, you know like actually I think I asked Emily this question, but. Uh, you know, guys like Chuck and those guys that like, I know they've never even like heard of like 3% man. Like they only really like follow my, you know, my TikToks or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that men you, really need to read those books too. I mean, I, they, I, it's unfortunate. No one's ever taught them how to be a man mm-hmm. and, you know, be a man. Yeah. You know, the, put some armor on your balls and go out in the world and get them kicked a couple of times and, and revel in the, and revel in that. Make that a great story later. I mean, I could tell you some stories that will curl your toes. There's a lady that I call Peggy as her nickname. And guess why? Yeah, we didn't last long. (laughs) Maybe that'll be another podcast. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. So so I talk about like what a 3% man is on TikTok all the time. And uh but I just want to ask you, like, what does being a 3% man mean to you? Being me. I'm not like the other people. I don't care to be like other people. I am me. I do what I want when I want. I respect other people. I'm not an asshole. If somebody needs help, I fucking help them. I don't have to let them know I'm happy about it. But being a 3% man is being myself, doing my thing, protecting myself and the people I care for. And if they get out, of, you know, if they're trying to hurt me, I cut those people off. I don't allow it. Okay. I think that's good. All right, Paul, where can, uh, where can people find you? Um, PaulGNewton.com or Paul G. Newton on Facebook, Twitter, uh, Paul G. Newton on uh, TikTok. It's it's all branded Paul G. Newton. Um, I make films for a living. Uh, a lot of commercials lately. Um, when I'm starting to work on doing some narrative fictions, what I call that, and then narrative fiction is going to be some shorts to showcase how I can shoot. Um, I can also find any of my writings. I got a whole blog, and I've got a podcast myself. If you want to learn how to be a a, a filmmaker, I need to update it. But it's also on PaulGNewton.com. Um, you can find it there and and feel free to reach out if somebody wants to ask me a question. If you're going to give me a, a hard time and give me a, give me the riot act, guess what? I won't know because you'll be blocked. So just, <laughs> yeah. I don't put up with it. I, it's, there's no reason to you be nice to me. I'll be nice to you. I don't care if we disagree about everything. It doesn't matter. We're, I can still be your friend. Life's too short to feed the trolls. Yeah. Well, that's why I don't have of all the women that I dated. Mm-hmm. 51 women including the that's including the one I'm dating now not one of them hates me or stalks me or sends me hate mail or tries to do bad things to me I was I was honest with them up and up front with them when we first started dating and when I decided that I wasn't going to date them anymore I told them exactly why whether or not they liked it, it's a different story but they don't hate me I don't get hate mail they don't want to stab me I don't you know none of that stuff we're I'm, I'm friends with 40 of the 50. Yeah, I think that's a sign of a good ender. Yeah, I don't. There's no reason to be a pissant. Mm-hmm. Be nice. Be nice when you're ending it. Don't be a nice guy. Be yeah. a good guy. Yeah. Don't be an asshole, but it's okay to be an ass. But be an ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Paul. I appreciate you having uh, having you on, man. I, I hope that I got you some, some content that you wanted, and I hope I didn't let you down. You didn't, man. All right. I'll I'll see you on TikTok. Absolutely. Be careful. Paul, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing your story with everybody. And uh, I'm glad that you've found a really great girl. It was a a long time coming, brother. Long time coming. And I like seeing you happy. I like seeing you you making happy TikToks. That's that's uh, that's good. Makes my makes my heart happy. Um, and I, and I wish you all the best and I, I hope things truly work out with this one for sure. All right.
that was our conversation with Paul. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Come On Man. If you are new to the podcast, I highly recommend reading How to Be a 3% Man by Corey Wayne at least 10 to 15 times. I recommend you watch his coaching videos on YouTube, and I recommend that you engage with other 3% men in our 3% Man Facebook group. Links to all of these are in the show notes. If you like this episode, please give us a good rating on your favorite podcast platform of choice and share with all of your bros. Now go out and get it.